0: Kind of like a Tinder. You know, share the like best. Like a Tinder for, for adult entrepreneurs. <laughs> right? At least that's what I want it to be.
1: Hey, podcast listener. Even if you are alone in your entrepreneurial journey, know that today, right now, in your earbuds, you are joined by thousands of entrepreneurs from all around the globe seeking to grow better, more profitable, location independent businesses. If you'd like to learn more about what we do and download our entire back catalog, check out TropicalMBA.com. Yeah, buddy, it's the Tropical MBA podcast. This one's at TropicalMBA.com slash examples. Ian, we got a a couple phone calls last week and a bunch of emails about the 1,000 true fans, 100 true customers, 10 true clients. We're going to talk about that some more today and how you can use it in your business. But first off, how are you doing over there? What are you, where are you in the world?
0: Oh, man, it doesn't even matter. Let's just get into this podcast. <laughs> Every, everybody knows.
1: Everybody hey, I want to say, long. I think, you know, people are inspired by these business models, Ian, but I think it's difficult to make it click on how it might particularly relate to your style of business, and we're going to try to flesh it out here today. So let, for, without further ado, let's jump right into these questions. Hi, this is Tony Jacobson in Seattle, Washington, United States of America. I was calling to find out or get your guys' insights or perspectives about what is the equivalent of the ten true clients in the context of an information website or information product, and just trying to think about what would that look like, or what what would be some example scenarios of what that might be like, or what kind of patterns could one follow in the context of the information product. Thanks. Really enjoy the show. Keep up the good work and looking forward to hearing from you. Okay, Tony, great question. I feel like I understand what you're asking for and we're going to address that in the meat and potatoes, but let's also jump over to Chiara's call from locationasia.net. Hey Dan, Indian, this is Chiara from locationasia.net. Uh, as you know, I book flights for bootstrapping expats in Asia. People have been telling me what a great idea it is, and it's funny, because... I just executed what you wrote in the Cambodia cash episode. Anyway, I'm sending you this message as a response to the 10 true clients episode. What does starting from 10 true clients to passive income look like in the real world? To get more specific, if you don't mind sharing, how did the DC start? What did the process of layering the cake look like? Where do you see it going? And how do you plan to do that? Thanks. HR, thanks so much for giving us a ring. We love it when people call the show. All right, Ian, the the challenge has been laid. I feel like people are inspired, but they're saying you guys aren't being clear enough. It's not clicking for me yet. So we're going to tell the story of the Dynamite Circle, how that business relates to these business models, and we're going to bring up a few other examples and maybe say how Chiara's business at locationasia.net might evolve based on these principles. First off, there's an insidious... Not in, it's not insidious. You I know, mean, I don't want to. I don't want to be controversial. There's there's something at play here where Pete, both callers mentioned passive income and information yeah. products. And one of the, my first notes was like, "Hey, has the information product ship sailed? Is that thing going away?" And it, my my first note was kinda. I mean, look, you can still sell an ebook about how to get six pack abs. That's for sure. But it is true that the cost of information or the prices that you can charge for it is going down every year. Yeah. That just seems to be the way technology is working, which means that every year it becomes more expensive to get into the information product game. And look, you can you can just go back back the generations of Internet businesses. You know, if you want to become an affiliate marketer nowadays, you know, you've got to be doing some fancy, you know, adult industry, mobile, t- contextual stuff. You can't just slap up a ClickBank product on a blog and call it a business. Right. You could have done that maybe 10 years ago.
0: By the way, I think this stuff is always evolving. So, you know, these guys are gonna come up with new ways to have information products and passive income. And we're gonna talk about the definition of passive income in a minute here. Sure. By the way, some little insider baseball here, Dan. I think I read Warrior Forum and I might be wrong about this. Warrior Forum sold for three million.
1: Three point five. And
0: yeah. also this week I am grind opened up and now it's free. Is that true? Yeah.
1: It's free now. It's crazy crazy what are these what are these, uh, what are these
0: internet marketers up to
1: <laughs> i don't know man but hey speaking of internet marketers they're the ones who've coined passive income as a description for income that you get from internet businesses which traditionally it's been sort of dividend income from real estate holdings and stuff like that and i don't know man i think it's it's certainly it's so interesting as a concept so seductive I'm I'm trying to think about like what it really means though. Sure, and we sat down for a little
0: bit before the episode and we started to get in an argument about what it might mean. And I think the <laughs> the the bottom line behind passive income for me is yeah, it's a word that was borrowed. I think from, you know, passive versus active investing in income I think it was borrowed and I think it was misappropriated is that the right word yeah yeah I think it was a a bit misappropriated and I think it's I think it's a marketing term now and I think it's a sexy term that people use yeah to imagine that they are on the beach or they are in Paris and they only work on their business for five hours a, a, a week and I think that's definitely possible but here's the thing about passive income in my mind. Passive income is income that is generated from assets. And assets are very hard to grow traditionally. They take time, money, attention, commitment, vision, etc. So I think in order to make passive income, you have to put in, put in the hours, basically, to, to make some kind of asset. And hopefully what you're left with at the end of the day is some
1: kind of income. I don't know if it's going to be passive, though. Or to what degree? We're just the old guys. We're just getting cranky that young people are getting on the internet and they're recoining things that, from the old school with new words, right? That's what marketers do. And that's cool. But here's the thing. Passive income in the way that it's used by internet marketers means the type of income that you get from a quality business. Which means that, yeah. look, any quality business, the owner ought to be able to walk out the front door, go on vacation for a few months, and, and the world doesn't end. That's just a good business. And building a good business isn't something generally you can do in a few months. I think that's the story. I definitely I
0: agree with you, Dan, but I definitely wouldn't call that a passive income business. That's true. I mean, but an internet marketer
1: would. On the internet, that's what you mean by that's what exactly.
0: So I know why people are confused. All these people calling us are confused because we're confused about it. Yeah. Uh,
1: But here's the thing. Okay, so let's. What does this have to do with a thousand true fans? Because a thousand true fans is interesting. Because basically, the concept is if you can get a thousand people to spend $100 with you a year, you make $100,000 a year. And hey, that's a way that you can sustain a lifestyle doing your art. But here's a couple problems with that. Basically, that's the beginning. You know, getting $100,000 worth of sales into your business is enough for you to live, it's enough for you to kind of reinvest, build a team. That's just the start. And the further problem with a thousand true fans is that that isn't the beginning, right? A thousand fans are hard to find. People that love your stuff. I mean, the article was aimed at musicians who might have been working for 10 years already. You know, practicing that guitar, putting out the demos, all that kind of stuff. So now all of a sudden you get internet marketers looking at that article and thinking, hey, I'm going to launch a 1,000 True Fans business model, sell e-books to people. It just turns out that you don't have any fans, that those things take years to develop or lots of money.
0: Let me ask you something, Dan. As a, as a guitar player, is it possible to play the guitar passively?
1: <laughs> of course, Ian. All you need is an SOP. Okay. That's All the right. thing. Another, another way you could define that is, hey, if you can develop a cash flow that has a clear SOP that can be executed by somebody way less expensive than what you're making off of it. Got there it. There you go. There's passive income for you. How do you like that? So so let's talk about, I mean, basically the fundamental idea of our last episode, Ian, and I think the one that's confusing people just a little bit, is this idea of turning the sales funnel upside down. So starting with 10 customers instead of 1,000 true fans. So instead of putting up the blog and slapping up the ebook that's $10 on the side or $100 and hoping that 1,000 people buy it, selling something that's $1,000 and hoping that 10 people buy it or hustling 10 people to buy it. So that's turning the funnel upside down. That's what we think JR should do. That's what we think Tony should do. And I want to be clear. This isn't the only way to do things. You can change it if you're willing to invest money. I think, and this is what we talked about too uh, previously, the reason these business models are so attractive is that you don't need a lot of monies to execute them. So fundamentally like this this whole 10 100 1000 thing we're talking about is is basically a replacement for a loan. It's a replacement for investors, it's a replacement for all these traditional ways, a job, right? Any way that you're funding your lifestyle, this is a way to get that done. Exactly. So
0: to give an example of that, Dan, I think if you're if you're starting with zero monies, you have to have some kind of product out there, right? But if you're starting with fifty thousand dollars in the bank, you've got all week, my friend, to be pumping out those podcasts yeah. because money is not the immediate
1: problem for you, right? Well, a hey, great example of that. Let's let's bring up John Lee Dumas as an example. Does he have a nickname yet on the web? JLD, the Fireman. I don't know. I, th-
0: I think he deserves one. He's, a, he's an awesome kind of dude. He, des- he deserves a, uh, a nice nickname.
1: My understanding of how he, he did things based on following his story is, is that he had savings, right? A large amount of it such that he could fund a small team of VAs. He could commit himself you know, in terms of time and his um, emotional, his confidence to wake up every morning and just rock out shows to go to conferences. And, hey, that required monies, Right, so the problem is, is like this stuff doesn't come free. Your time's not free. You know those VAs, the editing, all those those kinds of the asset that JLD is building, that doesn't come free. But it's easy to think that it's free when you say, "Hey, if I just, you know, drink a lot of coffee and stay up late at night and do it on the weekends." But you know, I think the entrepreneurial approach is to look at that and say, "You know, how much does it cost to produce a podcast? There's real cost there. How much does it cost to build that audience? And if you've got." 50 to 100 grand in the bank or 20 grand or whatever it's going to take for you to not work a job for 6 months and focus 100% on your new project. Maybe you can skip the 10 true clients phase and go right to 100 true customers, which I think JLD went straight to like 35,000 customers.
0: Exactly. Yeah, that's that's the point there, right? Dan is that you can skip a couple of these phases if if you're moneyed. If you're bootstrapping from the ground up and you don't have time or money, you probably have to go through all the phases. And I think that's something interesting that we really haven't touched on before is, uh, yeah, guys like JLD, they did skip a bunch of the steps to get where they're at now because they're in a financially fortunate situation, as it might be.
1: And hey, we can just go full circle right now, which is basically like, hey, if you got a bunch of money, you can skip to, quote, passive income. That's the bottom line. You can go out there, you can buy yourself a business, you can buy yourself an asset, you can buy yourself a home, you can buy yourself stocks, you can buy yourself a team of VAs that are going to pump out your podcast for you. That's the whole point. If you're sitting there and you want a passive income business this year, and you don't have any monies, you're crazy. You're crazy talk. Get that out of your mind. It's time to hustle. It's time to make hay. It's time to become a samurai warrior and build something that is going to be a quality business down the pike. So let's just set up to the fireplace then and tell the story of Dynamite Circle because I finally remembered it after (laughs) having forgotten it. All right, here's the deal. Dynamite Circle is a product that helps legitimate, location-independent entrepreneurs meet other legitimate, location-independent entrepreneurs, share war stories, have masterminds,
0: Kind of like a Tinder.
1: You know, share the like best.
0: Like a Tinder for, for adult entrepreneurs, <laughs> right? At least that's what I want it to
1: be. I just figured out what that website was. I was everybody's making jokes about it. Now I, now I get it. All right, Ian. So we, what is the 10 true clients phase of the Dynamite Circle then? Well, we need to get location independent entrepreneurs together. So we need to do anything possible to get the first 10 people in the door. What we do is throw a party. And at that party, we're going to try to help, again, legitimate location independent entrepreneurs meet other, you get the point. Now at the time, we didn't have a lot of clout. So we're not going to say, this is going to cost you a gazillion dollars. We're going to say, this is free. We're going to do it for you. BYOB. BYOB. We want to get people in the room and figure out whether, you know, this is something people are willing to pay for. Turns out, yes, people are willing to pay for it. That, strangely enough, sparks the idea for another, you know, the, the monetized version of the 10th Clients business model, which was when we went on episode 96 and said, hey, we're good at getting people together. We've done it in the past. We're going to do it in the future. If you come, it's 2000 bucks, and we're going to give you this result. And we did that here on this show. So that was a business model that probably wasn't the greatest idea because we were ready to move on to 102 customers. But that's another 10 true clients way of if we needed to get money in the door, we could have, we could have built the business off of that revenue we were getting from, you know, the, the clients that were willing to pay us big money for a discrete result. Right. All right. So, Ian, what do we do with the first group of people that come along? We build an asset. We make sure that those people stay together, so we build a community where those original, you could call them the 10 true clients, get to be together. And that becomes an asset for anybody looking to network with legitimate, location-independent entrepreneurs. You have to be an entrepreneur about this. In my mind, it was like, hey, if you've got 100 legit people in there, that's something worth paying for. So what did I do? I went out and found 100 legitimate people to put in there. And then, I started charging for it, and the first members, 101 to 200 of the Dynamite Circle, were our 100 true customers, people that are willing to pay us a dollar a day to have access to the value that we've created there.
0: Right, and uh, that's how it works, Dan. Bottom line, end of story. It's just been kicking back and drinking Fanta ever since. (laughs) I
1: love it, yeah. Now, this is held up as an example of a passive income business. The business has four... Full time staff members.
0: Four. And writing emails every day, <laughs> you know, going to meetings, throwing events, showing up. I mean pretty pretty much passive. <laughs> <though>. Pretty much <laughs> passive. <laughs> It could be, though. It could be, though. That's the thing. I'm I'm just joking around, but, like, look, first of all, for me, like, I'm making a lot of jokes about passive here. Like, number one, I like to be engaged, okay? That's, like, what makes me happy is being engaged in my projects, you know, families, friends, whatever it is, like, being engaged. So, like, I'm not Mr. Passive. Oh,
1: come on. making a lot of jokes here. You're taking the the, in the wrong spirit. Now, if I said to you, you can have an asset that's going to start paying you 10 grand a month and all you got to do is sneeze in its direction, that's something that you would like. I know your personality.
0: Well, it's something I'm jealous about, obviously. (laughs) I'm jealous.
1: (laughs) Let's bring up the example of Chiara's business to see if we could walk through that, Ian. Everybody can follow along at locationasia.net. This is a proof of concept business. It's one of those long sales letters that we talk about. It's a Cambodia cash play, as she said. I love that. We'll link you up to that article. The idea here, Ian, is to get the first 10 clients in the door to sort of fund the business business. So how would we do this? I'll tell you this. First off, Chiara, with the first 10 clients, I would be going upmarket on this. I would be thinking about who would be the ideal 10 clients? Who would be the people that are really willing to spend a lot of money? Maybe it's people that want platinum status with certain airlines. Maybe it's people that fly business class. Maybe it's et cetera, et cetera. So in other words, I would look for the sweetest part of that market at the beginning and try to find... 10 clients maybe that are willing to pay you $1,000 a year to manage their flight bookings and, and travel plans.
0: Potentially businesses. If this was my thing, Char I'd probably choose, well, I don't know, maybe I'd choose businesses, right? Guys that and gals that have a lot of money to spend on this kind of thing.
1: Corporate warriors, just, just plastic plastic cowboys. <laughs> Is how you say it? Yeah. <laughs> with, the, with the corporate plastic? <laughs> That's it's, funny. I don't know how to say it. But anyway, here's the point. You, you find a sweet portion of the market. Maybe you do it, say you find people that are in that marketplace that are maybe an influencer, maybe someone that you can work yourself into their presence. You give them the service for free for a few months, you work it out with them, and then you kind of pile on the next nine. They're paying you a thousand bucks a year. Okay, it's like 9,000 recurring. You kind of got yourself a little bit cash flowed there. What's the next step? Maybe toss in another 10 clients. I heard. On a, I was listening to our boy, uh, Benny Krueger, who will talk about here on another podcast mentioned he has 16 clients already. So it's certainly something that can scale at the client level, either by charging more or just building out your SOPs and your team. Now, when I get those 10 true clients in the door, again, I might not even bother with these clients. And you know, we talked about clients last week, like they were the plague. And we, I might not bother with this if I either got, I got some monies <laughs> or I got some market insight. Well, You know, in our case with with the dynamite circle, we we threw a couple parties and then that was the end of clients, right?
0: I know me as a client, I am the player, so I would definitely (laughs) not want to deal with me. But I'm- Imagine showing up to the haters ball every day, I'm there, (laughs) it's awful.
1: I'll tell you this, you know, Char, when I'm talking to those first 10 clients, I'm really thinking about what is it? What process here, you know, what is underlying the value that they're enjoying and receiving? And that's, again, that's about entrepreneurial instinct. And it might be something like they love to hear about flight deals or they love to feel like they're the first people that have heard about these points programs or they love it when I automatically sign them up for the newest, best cards and give them the free points. I know I would love that if, hey, you send me a credit card in the mail every few months and I've automatically got 100,000 free points. I mean, that's money in my bank account and I feel good about that. That's what you're scaled up model could be, right? That's what your 100 true customers could be. Would I be willing to pay you a dollar a day to be a part of a private mailing list or a private website that gives me access to these kinds of deals. Yeah, that might be something I'd be interested in.
0: I think a lot of people, they skip the true clients phase for whatever reason. Like they might have a little bit of money in the bank. But I think sometimes people will skip that phase and that will not be such a good thing uh, because a lot of market intelligence can come out of that phase. When you're digging deep and you're having a lot of friction with these Absolutely. clients, You know, a lot of good information can come out. So in fact, Dan, I see a lot of knuckleheads like us with a little bit of money jumping ahead and skipping that phase and not getting that friction in there not getting those deep conversations. So I think that's another reason why you might not want to skip it, even if you do have the monies, to, to go ahead and have a couple clients and just see what they have to say.
1: Knuckleheads is definitely a term that needs more distribution. So I thank you for that boss man so i know what everybody's thinking everybody's thinking where's the thousand true fans part where's the passive income part well here's where it comes in so chiara hypothetically she's got vision she's got hustle she's been working on this for a year she's she's starting to bring people into that newsletter where they're getting deals maybe her run rates she's making 45 50 grand a year if you can get those 100 people in maybe it takes two years Maybe it takes 6 months. It depends. It's going to depend on a lot of factors. But let's say you're at that 50 grand. Of course you're living off of nothing because you're a warrior. You're hiring people with that money. You're not spending it on lifestyle. You're not traveling around. You're driving an entrepreneur mobile. Driving an entrepreneur mobile. Now all of a sudden, who are those 100 true customers? Well, hey, they're your biggest fans. Right? They're pumped about what you've been doing for them for the last 2 years. Fighting for them, giving them the best information. Now, if you wrote an ebook that was five bucks, I bet not only would those people buy it, but they would send it to their friends too. And that's your 1,000 true fans. So in other words, it takes a while to get to a 1,000 true fans, and this is a way to cash flow your way along that long journey. So I hope that by giving that specific example of how you walk through these two businesses that you can kind of see what happens when you flip the triangle over. Now, of course... If Char, if you got $50,000 right now, you can quit your job and you can start a website called, this is the best blog about this particular travel issue that addresses those 100 customers, that addresses those 10 clients with every post that you write, that serves them. And you can just serve them like a crazy person for six months, which is what JLD did over at Entrepreneurial Fire, right? And then you can put out your 1,000 Troop fans product or 100 true customers product six months in that's if you got 50 grand right right makes sense
0: Ass- assuming you got enough market intelligence right dan like i said it's like if you find yourself running out of steam on blog post number 10 podcast number 10 it's like you better start talking to some people and figure out what's going
1: on in that market if you're concerned about that i think we can help you i'll, I'll send out an email offer but here's the, here's the response I will not respond to anybody that does not have a decently formulated offer. Just not. don't send me a niche. Send me what you do, how you do it differently, what you're going to deliver, and the price. Yay or nay? We will respond. Dan at TropicalMBA.com. Ian at TropicalMBA.com. Why not, Ian? Why not? Let's get people in business.
0: Why not? Let's get people in business. I put a call to action out last week, Dan, for Entrepreneur Mobiles. I I kid you not, I got... A lot of responses and a great number of them true entrepreneur-mobiles. I mean, I I couldn't be... Truly entrepreneurial. Oh, did you see that video? I can't <laughs> wait to post that, yeah.
1: <laughs> We're working on that post, man. It's going to be a good one. I'm excited about it. Hey, what do you... You got some time for some rap and reviews? Absolutely. let's well, spin it, man. What's the, what's the track this week?
0: Man, this is an old track. Anyways, this is DITC. And DITC, for those of you that don't know, Digging Through... The crates. I think that's what it stands for. Anyways, yeah, D I T C, and uh, let's do it.
1: In other words, if, if you're if you're under 16 years old, now's the time to put your hands over your ears. All right. First comment from Michael. Sealer Jr., I want to say, after listening to the SOP podcast, I had a systems orgasm. I'm not ashamed to admit it either. Life changing stuff here. Thank you for introducing me to systems and Sam Carpenter's work. You're welcome, Michael.
0: All right. Five star review from the UK fills in the gaps left by the four hour work week. What is who is the four hour work week? I don't even know. Dee Laverick from the guy. United Kingdom. Excellent podcast, manages to be pragmatic, entertaining, and inspiring. Listen. He says this like 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 he's talking to us or anybody. Listen. I like that. If you have any interest at all in location independence or online lifestyle business, and then that's it. It just cuts off right there. That's an, that's
1: an interesting conversational move. Like President Obama does it all the time. He always says, look. 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 Look, I like that. (laughs) Look, here's the thing. Uh, You are not alone. Five stars from Martin from the Netherlands, the great great nation of the Netherlands. Dan and Ian are some of the lifestyle entrepreneur role models and talk about everything entrepreneurship, travel, lifestyle design related. Best part is the podcast is always the same at the beginning. Know that you're not alone, but you're together with thousands of other entrepreneurs. Speaking of which, I think there's a thousand entrepreneurs in the Dynamite Circle, I think so,
0: and I, I think I've actually had beers with him before, so, huh. Five star review. Tropical MBA inspires me to take action. Frank Har. First thing, escape from credit prison entrepreneur mobiles for the win that's it that's all he said I love it
1: (laughs) five stars entertaining and uber informative Kevin Lee says been listening to Dan and Ian for years stand up guys who tell how it is I'm not so sure if we'd say we're stand up guys but we're definitely telling how it is every episode is clutch for anyone who wants to get into entrepreneurship thank you Kevin
0: hey and anybody that can sneak a car part into a review I'm I'm with you on that, Kevin. Final review. Even when driving to uh, the Augusta National, can't miss the Tropical NBA. This is from David from PitProducts.com. David and I had a great email exchange not too long ago. Awesome product, by the way. PitProducts.com. Hey, Dan and Ian. Gotta say, I love the Tropical NBA podcast. You guys tell it like it is and really share valuable stories about business. This past Thursday, I was driving to Augusta, Georgia with my dad and brothers. We were stuck in the car together for over three hours. Wow, that's a uh, that's a tight family bond you got there, David. Each way, what did I do? I introduced them to the Tropical NBA. Of course, they're hooked now. Keep it up, and thank you, guys. Well, thank you, David, for
1: listening to the podcast. Rock on, buddy. Well, this one is at tropicalmba.com slash examples. Generally, a pretty good conversation after these episodes. If you have any questions, you want us to review what you're up to, get some exposure to your site, check us out at tropicalmba.com slash examples. Any parting shots, boss man? No. I think I'm good. Spare me. Spare me. Back to work, buddy. I got to get back to work on my passive income business. That's my that's, that's <laughs> my plan for the day, buddy. I'm going to get back to work on that. All right. tropicalmba.com slash examples. We'll be back next Thursday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time.